0: Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mooney Ponds Baptist Church Podcast. Here we upload our weekly teachings that happen every Sunday at our 10am service. If we can help you in any way, feel free to reach out to us. And check out our website at mpbc.org.au Welcome to uh, you this morning as we worship God together, as we hear each other's stories, because everybody has a story to tell. And... Uh... This morning we're focusing on n- new steps and new starts. Now we've taken some of the new steps just this morning with Rod and the, the kids with the schooling. A new school year and I'm reminded of the scripture from Timothy, 1 Timothy 4. A special message that no one despise your youth but set everyone an example in speech and conduct in love, in faith, and in purity. Because a whole new decade is waiting your influence with Jesus as your Lord. Because by the end of this decade, you'll have finished your schooling, you'll be embarking on careers that don't even exist at the moment. You'll be starting new businesses that nobody's ever thought of yet but God will not be surprised by any of those changes. Some of the changes will be dramatic for you. You'll learn how to fail. You'll learn how to succeed. But in all of that, God's grace will be working through you to influence others as they fail or succeed because his generosity will come through the way you approach every step you take And his love will connect with other people. So it is our prayer that you'll take not only this year seriously, but you'll take the opportunities that will follow on from what this year brings. It's a special weekend for many nations, you know, this weekend. It's the Chinese Lunar New Year, it's India's Republic Day, it's Australia Day. And today is Ian Dick's birthday. Hey, how about that? <laughs> Let me assure you that uh, Ian Dick's appointment as senior pastor will not be a, Dick's appoint- a disappointment. <laughs> no, we're looking forward to your ministry, Ian and Wendy, as uh, you take up the uh, responsibility and the joys of pastoring this fantastic fellowship. Australia. Australia del spiritus Santo great south land of the Holy Spirit as Pedro Fernandes de Quiros a Portuguese navigator in 1606 looked at a potential map and entrusted this nation to God and when you consider what the country has been through and responded to just in the last few weeks with the bushfires and the open hearted response the generosity the courage, the willingness to lay lives on the line and lives being sacrificed. Sometimes while having their own property sacrificed, seeking to save others. There's a tremendous spirit of generosity in this nation. We recognise our vulnerability, that great poem by Dorothea McKellum, the wide brown land with its droughts and flooding rains, she didn't mention the bushfires but there's something about our national thinking that we know that we just don't rule the world and when we're good at sport we're incredibly successful in medicine but our nation is very much at the at the whim if you like of influences we can't control we don't have the river system we don't have the population that other nations have so much more access to, and yet there's an open heartedness because, with all the despite the talk of refugees and pressure, there we have the one of the most successful migration programs in the world. Very few countries have departments of immigration; we have one of the most effective, and yet we're not perfect. This morning we're going to hear stories from folks who've come from overseas, born overseas, to make a home here. And let's think about the fact that we're all coming from different nations in the church. All Gentiles by birth, separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God in the world. But now in Christ, we who once far away by which he put hostility to death, he came to you who were far away and to those who were near and preached peace, for through him we both have access to the the Father by the one Spirit. Now Paul was not considering immigration because the Romans ruled all that was known of the world at that time. But there are parallels here that uh, as nations have set up their individual statehood, uh, there's, there's cross-migration, there's transfers and there's, there's changes. But in Christ Jesus we are all one. All children of God through faith, for all who have been baptised into Christ have clothed ourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor is there neither slave nor free, nor is there male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus Our citizenship though is in heaven and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Now we can celebrate Australia, we can celebrate Australia Day, we can uh, have nations happy to be nations wherever they are in the world but the Church bridges across all of those, and today, Australia Day is a bit of a, a platform for us to look even further ahead, more deeply, more widely. And uh, this this time of worship has really been inspired by Charlotte, who uh, said to me after our um, baptismal service where we had different people sharing their native language with John 316. How fulfilled she felt to speak God's word in her own native language after so long. And uh, that sort of sowed a seed. And uh, Mark and um, Nicole and I have just discussed how we might affirm one another and to respect the backgrounds and the opportunity we have to know each other better, but to know each other not just in a political sense, but to celebrate how great and the many layers and strands there are of God's love Charlotte and Marie are going to uh, take turns now to come forward and just read just a brief outline of what your stories have been perhaps you'd like to come up together you'll offer each other some moral support then okay thank you Marie Now, after, after Charlotte and Mari have shared their story, we'll sing another song. And then I'm just inviting, rather than having one person at a time, come up to the microscope, please. You Where know, did <laughs> they go? Here we go. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'll have five questions up on the board so that uh, as a group, people might like to come up and just share any one of those, or address any one of those questions, rather than feel you've got to tell the whole story. But Charlotte, you can go first, and thank you for the idea that you've stimulated.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, good morning, all. So I'm not very good at speaking in the front, so I'm going to read out my story, if you don't mind. I came to Australia on November 8, 2008. In fact, I hadn't made a plan of where I was to live, work, or have my next meal.
0: Excuse me, you haven't said where you're from.
1: I'm <laughs> sorry. I should start off with introduce- introducing myself. I'm from Fiji, um, Fiji Islands. I was, I was born <coughs> as the eldest of four. and. Uh,
0: That's fine. Thank you.
1: <laughs> um, so let me start again. I came to Australia on November 8, 2008, I hadn't made a plan of where I was to leave, work, or have my next meal. I knew in my heart that I was going to make this trip, trusting that God will take care of the rest. I had a small suitcase, a little bit of leftover lovo or honey my family made for me, and forty dollars cash. Four months before I took that leap of faith, I was in a broken state. My husband at that time had left me with my two children to Germany. There was only a letter indicating that I must sell the car, the household items and finish building our home. Mm -hmm. I later found out through his family members that he had moved to Western Australia in Perth. At that time. I had no idea where he was or whether if my children would be with him. I sent him an email informing him of my flight to Perth. The rest I laid out to the Lord in prayer. The rest I laid out to the Lord in prayer, and my family are strong Christians, as I remember my father saying that I must trust in God, God's providence and protection. I have never been to Australia, and all I know about Australia was Steve Irwin, the crocodile man. (laughs) And I imagine I would be greeted by koalas and kangaroos. Apart from that, I had never prayed so much in my life like I did on that particular day I remember praying for Marcus for God to open his heart and to let him come pick me up from the airport I looked everywhere and went across to the luggage area and I saw him waiting for me unfortunately our marriage did not work out and we had to make a decision to separate I moved to Melbourne after living in Stanthorpe, New South Wales snowman's apple orchard, <laughs> um, during some, doing some pruning. Then I took another leap of faith to come to Melbourne. I have to learn a few Australian slangs. that chook is chicken, and that Woolies is not a woolen farm shed, but Woolworths supermarket. And that sausages are called snags. But I've grown to love Australia as I got my citizenship in 2018, celebrating it with Pastor Greg and my two close friends, Vanessa and Scott. So that is how I came to Australia. It was a leap of faith and trusting in God's own wisdom for what we do is all for the glory, all for His glory. Now as I look back, and I indeed had come a long way, I have met some of the most beautiful people I call friends and family at the Moonee Ponds Baptist Church and those outside of the church. At the beginning, I did not see light at the end of the tunnel, and now I smile and realize that God had a grand plan. It had indeed helped me to grow stronger, and I'm obligated to share my story to help others in similar situations. God bless you all.
0: Thank you. That's great. The spotlight now falls on Mari. Crash. <laughs> Thanks, Mari. Good
2: morning, everybody.
0: Would you like to use the lectern just to rest your paper?
2: My name is Mari Soong. My family and I arrived in Australia as a refugee from Cambodia in June 1981, through refugee camp in Thailand. It was our first cold winter in my life, after a hot, dry climate in Cambodia and Thailand. We stay at Midway Migrant Center, in my new country, I am free from the war, the hard life with the communist genocide, Pol Pot, but a lot to learn and think about. First, learning the language, the worries about the children's education, the job, the place to live. By the grace of God, I learn English at the center, the government took care of the children's school. Moni Pon Baptist church had a mini bus to bring people from the migrant center to church every Sunday evening. There were three translations into Chinese, Vietnamese, and Cambodian. My sister was Cambodian interpreter. The Lord made his people in Bonipon Baptist Church, my family and friends. The church provided clothing for us. When the time to leave the center, Martin Guler found a place for us. The church provided the bed and everything we need. It's hard for a single mother to rent a house. Jennifer Welch enroll my children to school. I went for interpreting course in the evening. After graduation, the Lord used me as interpreter in the church. Through a long period of emptiness, painful memory, and hopelessness in communist time, I see the goodness of the Lord in delivering, protecting and guiding us. If it had not been for the help of God, we wouldn't have made it through that dark valley. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
0: Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Marie. God loves you and so do we. It's time for a song, but uh, it might be a bit hard to song, as, to sing as we. But uh, there are new starts in a new country, and rather than having people uh, fo- well come up individually, I'd just like to invite anyone who would, would like to share some of the story. There are five particular questions that we can address. And I'd uh, just like you, to, uh, like you to come up in, as a group. Don't feel you've got to come up on your own. And if there's any one of those questions that uh, could help us understand more of ways to make you more welcome, uh, then that'll be great. Now, who'd like, to be, who'd like to lead off the team? Okay. Now, let's have a cluster. Because I feel lonely up here all by myself week after week. You realise that. I'm so glad there's no pulpit here because otherwise my heart would race with pulpitations. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else like to come up? Okay. Any more? Yeah. Now, like I said, we're not expecting you to answer all of these questions but if there's any one that you'd like to make a comment on, uh, I know that would just help us understand a little bit more and um, well just build that sense of acceptance but because there's a shortage of name tags in this church, if you could just please say your name as you uh, wish to say something, you know These microphones. Okay. Gunther, would you like to just... Yep. Is any one of those, if you'd like to uh, address that? Now, you, you didn't come from any trauma, did you? you no. No, no,
3: I had it easy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Gunther Kodal, and I came from Germany. And yes, I had it easy because Australia wanted a tradesman. So I went to the consulate, and they said, you can come and you pay a week's wages to get here and I had a five weeks nice ship journey and so I didn't really have any problem. The only problem I really had, I had no English. So it was in the beginning quite hard and particularly when you work with other migrants which spoke funny language, funny English. <coughs> so by the time you learned all this, but otherwise it was quite easy for me. I had immediately job and it wasn't any problem at all.
0: And there was a bit of a plus that you've been sitting with. Yeah, that's why I'm still here. Oh. <laughs> 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 you, you, you yeah, I
3: went, say, actually, 68 to yeah. Germany and looking for a job. And only the, when I arrived at Village malien the company, uh, said I should go to Stockholm for training, and they pay everything. So I went. And when I came back, yes, and then I got hooked. Mm. LAUGHTER uh,
0: so, so you no longer have a ruthless approach. <laughs> That's great, okay, thanks, Gunda. <laughs> now, as anyone of these questions, again, yeah. tell us who you are so that we, we know.
4: Okay, uh, my name is for short, uh, Jair Osorio. I am from Colombia. Uh, I wanted to learn English since I was a kid, because at church always uh, we had the missionaries talking sometimes in English and translating. And then sometimes uh, on the public TV they made a mistake and they didn't dub from English to Spanish, so you had to watch part in Spanish, part in English, and trying to guess how the movie ends. Mm -hmm. So then I wanted to learn English. I tried to do it back in Colombia, uh, 2004, something like that. My sister gave me a chance and paid for a course in Colombia to do it. Then I tried to come here or apply, but they said you are too old. Okay, no problem. I uh, stay at home. But then my sister said again, apply again. And they say ah, no problem. I am happy here. I don't want to leave now. The dream has gone but she insisted because she likes to push. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went and they said, yeah, they changed the rules. Now you are not old to go
5: there
4: (laughs) and apply. And I came for that reason. I was praying for that. I was praying that because I was happy at home uh, with the normal struggles for a third world country, but I was happy. I was serving a church I was uh, teaching a Bible uh, uh, Sunday school. I was in some churches sometimes preaching and helping. So I was busy and happy doing these things. And moving here was more than taking advantage of an invitation, accepting that was the will of God even wasn't mine because I didn't want to come and I say, okay i going for six months that is the course and maybe if the country like me and I like the country I'm gonna stay for a little bit
0: more. That six months is stretched to how long?
4: Uh, in March will be 13 years
0: oh. and still I am learning English. Yeah well. As Kermit the Frog says, time's fun when you're having flies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else you want to add to Yeah. here? Uh, no, no. Now, just look, is there anything that makes you sometimes feel homesick? Because we can so often feel so great that everybody wants to come to Australia and uh, how wonderful life is here, but we can sometimes ride roughshod over cultural sensitivities and um, just presume that everybody's happy, and sometimes you just need a little bit of the quietness to think about where you've come from, perhaps to uh, be grateful or maybe a little bit sad about what you've left. Is there anything that... OK,
4: uh, once I, I reached this country and I started living here, I was enjoying, because everything is so different, mm. for making the difference or comparing with Colombia, I was feeling happy walking on the street because the street have no holes, so you can drive straight. You don't have to avoid. That was nice. You see your taxes worthy. there. Uh, the first time when I went to the city, I saw many trucks uh, going around. And I was happy to stand in there and waiting for the traffic light after the trucks passed by. And there was no smoke. I didn't have to cover to try to breathe. That was normal in Colombia. Mm. And then about accepting and learning, and better learning and accepting that we are similar, but we are different. Colombia is a Western country. Mm. But we are not Western as Australia or Europeans. Mm. Then I realizing and learning, what does it mean to be the difference of a Latinos and Anglo? And that is difficult, because our church, or everywhere, you hug and you kiss. So coming into the church takes some time. You start just from the door or outside the door, hugging and kissing everyone. Back here, when I went to a stretch and check the hands and try to move, people start doing, okay, uh, we are different. We are different. And learning this in the church was more difficult because we are the body of Christ. And always the missionaries, the American missionaries and some Europeans, they said, we are the body of Christ. We are the same. But we are not. Mm. Because culturally, we are different. Mm. That is not bad. Mm. It's interesting. Sometimes it's frustrating. But when you put yourself to educate and learning about the other ones, it's nice. Lately, I feel very nice here because Lois is counting the hacks. And she always is telling me, You are the number six. You are the number seven. But one day I was counting and I was the number seven and I asked her how many and she said I need nine. But after me she was hugging another five. So I don't know if she only counted nine or not counting well. (laughs) So there are many things that I I am learning and still learning after 13 years here how we are and asking God Why am I still here? Because I want to go home. Seven years ago, I want to go home and then have an accident. Many of you know that I'm not working, still waiting for the problem to be solved. But my prayer is allow me to go back. I was happy at church. I got a ministry, but God is saying sometimes not. And sometimes he's just he smiling and say, Sit down and wait. Don't do anything else.
0: Thank you. And I'll give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you. God bless you. I you can say where you're from, Jack. You're
5: from. Uh, my name is Jack. I have been coming to this church for over 30 years now. Mm. I was born in Moshes. I am the first generation Chinese in Mauritius. In my teenage years, I was uh, thinking of migrating overseas. My dream country was France, right? But I don't know how I ended up in UK in my adult. Uh, the first, um, the first few years of my adult life, when I was UK, when I was in UK, if I if I have never been to UK, probably. I would stay. I would stay back in Mauritius. I will never go overseas to migrate. Uh, throughout my throughout my adult life, when I was uh, even even uh, after I left UK, when I went back to Mauritius, I still dream of going to France. But I don't know how I end up in Australia. I could never. I could never understand how I end up in Australia. Uh, but to have, a, to have a step in France, I always watch French news when I have free time in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when, I wa- when I was in UK, I met, a, I met a Christian brother from who was working in, you know, yep. He gave me yep. a Bible. Mm-hmm. I thought all religion leads to God. I have been involved in unification church, you know this one? Uh, Moonies. Unification Church, mm-hmm. uh, the founder is Reverend Moon. I have been also involved with Mormonism. I was baptized in Mormon Church as well, in London. Uh, I still thought uh, all these sects, all these all uh, Christian lead uh, is preaching the truth. Only when I went back to Moses, when I joined Bible study group, the pastor told me that uh, the true Christianity is uh, the the true uh, what I want to say. The truth is the Bible. Uh, all of the sects who have a who have a book apart from the Bible, they are not reading the truth. This is how I I left all these set all these cults behind. Uh, when, I, when we came to Australia in, when I came to Australia with my family, towards late '80s, the first, the first few years living in Australia was hard, homesick. But over the years over the, uh, over the years uh, uh, we, we to, when we bought a house, we started adjusting to life in Australia. Uh, since living in Australia for over 30 years, we have been back to Mauritius for five times altogether. When we have a family, uh, we try to bring the family up in Christian faith. As a, uh, as a parent, I have done my duty to bring the kids up. Mm-hmm. I'm glad for Isabel. She has been baptized in the church lately. This is the biggest achievement for us as a, as a parent. Uh, but next, uh, we pray also, James committed his, his life to Christ. Uh, sometimes, I don't know when it's going to happen, we, we, we have to pray very hard for him, so that he commit, he commit his, himself uh, to Christ in, uh, in future. And, and, and since then, we're quite happy to be in Australia. Uh, what I like about Australia is diversity. You can meet, you can meet anybody. You, uh, you can imagine from any part of the world, you can meet somebody on the street in Australia. This is what I like about Australia, diversity. Mm? Uh, and also by meeting these people, you can you can learn about their cultures.
0: Mm.
5: Mm? Thank you, I, have no, I have no regret looking back. Mm? I have to look forward. What lies
0: ahead? Thank you, John.
6: Uh, Hello, Uh, my name is Ted, and this is my wife, Edwina. Um, We moved to Australia in '92 with a three-year-old son and a five-month-old daughter. We we decided to move in here because uh, our son usually gets sick mostly every month in the Philippines, and um, apparently it's because of the uh, atmosphere, the the pollution, <laughs> and that's prompted us to move into a uh, Western country.
0: Excuse me, Ted. It's interesting that you talk about pollution in the Philippines. We tend to think of it as all jungle and everything nice and clean and fresh. <laughs> well, at we're that wrong. time,
6: we can, that's yeah. that's one thing that we we sort of can't understand because yeah. the traffic at that time is not as bad as today. So, yeah. but still, apparently, um, that's what's causing him to get sick. Mm most of the thing. Um, yes, but, um, but it looks like our, the Lord's plan for us is sort of, I don't know, written or something, because at that time um, when we got approved to move into Australia, the company that we work Um, decided to um, make people redana and you can apply for it. So it's a good thing that we jumped into it. We got some money to um, bring and to start uh, in Australia. So to us it's sort of like it's a plan. we did get um homesick because our first month's bill your you know, telephone bill is about six hundred dollars, <laughs> so I guess that says a lot <laughs> and um but other than that we're we enjoy living in australia um we were. We have a lot of families here now with us, um, yeah, and we have a lot of friends. And how long have
0: you been here in Australia? Uh, since 92. Oh, 92, sorry, you did so, say that. Yeah. Yeah. And how long uh, in this fellowship?
6: Uh, in here, <coughs> yeah, more than 10 years.
0: All right. well that's great. Well, look. I think we ought to thank these folks. Mm. and uh, everybody 's got a story and i 'm sure that over morning tea, which has an Australian flavor, thanks to Cherie and her minders, um, well, I know we 're going to stimulate a whole lot more discussion, just more awareness of where we 've come from and to recognize that. God's grace reaches so far because the gospel is all about new starts. A new start for life not imposed by law or by religion but internally right to who we are but more than that eternally. So that what we've got started we might be struggling with as new believers the struggle is not the end of the story. It's also backed by new steps that keep us always growing in our faith, in our love. And as we've seen just so clearly demonstrated today, doesn't matter whoever we are or wherever we are, God's love can reach us. And while we've got so many folks who've come from different countries, those of us who've been born here have just as much opportunity for that new start. And the beauty of it is that once we commit our lives to Jesus Christ, there's no homesickness for the old life because we can let it go. For those of you who've travelled so far to be here, you know that physically it's a challenge to get back. For those of us who've never lived anywhere else, it might be a little bit difficult to uh, completely let go. The past and the way it might cling to us. But as we allow God's grace to keep moving us into new starts, new openness, letting go the stuff that can cling so closely to us and embracing all that Jesus wants to offer us and open up us as agents of His grace we can rest on his forgiveness and acceptance when we flop because even our failures can still be part of God's answer as the scripture says God shows his love to us in that all things work together for good as we love him and keep following his call now that doesn't mean a specific vocation It just means he's called for us to be more and more open to him and more available to him and through that openness be more available to each other for God's grace to flow through us and connect and refresh the people around us. Those who might be feeling homesick for a long lost country, homesick for all sorts of other memories that have been so good and so helpful but are now out of reach and it's that sensitivity of God's grace that will move us to let them talk or to maybe say something that will stimulate them out of any self-pity that can start to adhere itself to any sadness or homesickness so that we can cast off the stuff that is going to hold us back and be agents of his grace to refresh and to renew us all new steps, new starts as God's grace is so strong as the scripture says God's word, behold I'm making all things new now we might get a little bit upset about the way the world is going but I've read the last chapter of Revelation, I can assure you that it all works out fine in the end okay, let's, let's pray and then I'll get the music team to come up for our final song Loving God we thank you for the way that you've shown us today the extent of your love. We thank you for those who have shared their stories. We pray that they would know your love and our love and those who have not been able to share that they would also know the love and acceptance of this fellowship as it comes from you in your spirit, in your love, in the power of your grace. So help us to let go the stuff that's going to trip us up from our past and to embrace those strong memories we have of where we've come from so we can let you filter out any pain and filter in understanding and grace and sensitivity for others as they go through pain. And Lord, as we explore the new opportunities of a new new decade, thank you that nothing will take you by surprise and thank you that we can trust you to lead us in your perfect timing, in your perfect provision, no matter how it looks from the outside. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.